This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You were looking good out there. You had a yeah. red hat on. I didn't have a hat on. Red suit, red tie, even red loafers. No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Jake Kinnaman, a three for the tie. Off the backboard, it's good! Jake Kinnaman makes it in! Off the buzzer, and we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world. Crawford eight! Crawford's got a hurry! Oh! Oh! No! And even some things not happening in the sports world. You're, you're the bitter end. I'm the bitter man, I guess. <laughs> not the better man, the bitter man. Now it's According to Jim, here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson at the Chamber Coffee this morning, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, I think that sometimes... Going into events, you think, oh, I don't want to go be around the people. It's just so much work, too exhausting. Got to shake hands, kiss babies. But I think that once you get out into the element, you thrive. You're, you are so good with all the people. I didn't hardly say anything when I was there. The people love you. I, I don't know. You can that. be in denial as long as you'd like. But when you walk in, eyes turn. I don't think so. They do. They say... Oh my God, Steve Sells here. Oh, they don't. Steve's either. here. They don't either. The guy that works at the newspapers here. <laughs> Sometimes I bet they think yeah, that. Yeah, they still. We don't. get like at least one call a week, or at least one person that says something to you a week that says, "Now you're still at the newspaper, right?" I do. I, and you say, "Well, I get that. I haven't been for seven years." Yeah, but. I I do still get that. So I guess that's what people recognize me from. You built your reputation. I guess. People what, at, at what, State what Track little, were asking what you. What little reputation there is. They were going, is that is that the Steve? You still at the newspaper? <laughs> well, yeah, I left there in 2012, but <laughs> it, it's been it's been pretty good since. Yeah. So you were the most popular man this morning. We enjoyed our time. McPherson Pipeline. Checking them out before they open up the season tomorrow. Had a nice talk with uh, the new coach, Chris Dawson. Uh, I'll have a story up tomorrow on Midcans Online. The Pipeliners have their home debut 7 o'clock tomorrow night against the Salina Shock. Against uh, or at Edward Jones Stadium. Well, I yeah, at Edward Jones Stadium. At least for the summer, it is. Steve always refers to it as Edward D. Jones, or Light Capital Diamond. Well, you always refer to the company as Edward yeah. D. Jones, right? I've I've never heard anybody say that, but you. Well, you say, oh well, how's the stock market looking for Edward D. Jones? Well, and uh, a lot of good guys work at Edward D. Jones. And, That's right. Uh, my buddy Gary Hess that I play golf with just retired. From Edward G. Jones, kind of has his finger still on the pulse. Though. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I play. In fact, Gary shot a seventy-two yesterday when, wow. we were, when we were playing golf. So great round for him. Well, Steve, you and I are excited about that getting going this weekend. But we've got a fun show today. I want to talk a little bit about the NBA Finals beginning tonight and all of Steve's very bold predictions. I've got another topic that I want to talk about that I'm going to save to address with you here in just a minute. 
But maybe our, our number one topic, our, our Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless back and forth that might happen this morning, comes from last night. And if you've listened to this show enough, you kind of know where I stand in terms of old school baseball rules, bat flips and throwing at people and trying to live by the unwritten rules of baseball. And being the baseball guy I am, I'm just not a big fan of all of the unwritten rules that Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig had to live up to back in the back 19, when I played back in the 1930s. Me and, and they sit around and say. If somebody hits a long old home run off of you and they stand in the batter's box and look at it for too long, you better plunk them right in the head. (laughs) I'm not one of those people. So the big drama last night came from the Royals taking on the White Sox. The Royals at this point were down 2-1. to Chicago scored two runs in the bottom of the first, and then the Royals answered with one in the top of the first. And if you remember back to the beginning of the season... The Royals had a little bit of an issue with Tim Anderson for the White Sox. Right. He blasted a home run off of the Royals. I don't remember who it was that was pitching. Threw his bat a little bit. Brad Keller. Was Brad Keller. Big bad got, Brad Keller. He got suspended. Because then he turned around and threw at him the next time that he was up. Right. So last night, it was Glenn Sparkman. Sparky. Royal starter that threw at Tim Anderson. Whether you think it was intentional or not, he hit him in the head. And they have had all of these problems this year. It has led to melees out in the middle of the field. It has led to Ned Yost being about as fired up a couple of times this year as I've ever seen him. And let's let's face it, there's a lot of bad blood between these two teams right now. And Glenn Sparkman hits Tim Anderson in the head on the first pitch of an at-bat. And, of course, the questions begin to come up. Did he throw at him on purpose? I want to play some audio before we dive into this conversation, okay. Steve. Okay. I want to start out with what the call sounded like on the White Sox TV. I don't have White Sox radio, but I've got White Sox TV. That's Steve Stone, isn't it? No, well, he might be the color man, but Jason Benetti is the play-by-play guy. He does a lot of work for ESPN, and I, I enjoy listening to him a lot, and I like him a lot. Here is what it sounded like on the White Sox TV. He is an all-star, and he got hit in the head. Tim gets hit. He looks back at the mound, and Sparkman gets ejected, so Mark Carlson knows the history. Maldonado's screaming at him. Here comes Ned Yost, and off we go as Nick Capra's running in from third base to check on Tim Anderson. Maldonado's irate. Yost is as well, but frankly, they shouldn't have done what started this in the first place. And so Maldonado's screaming at him, but what do you expect the umpires to do? This guy was involved in a melee. The Royals hit him last time, then he hits him again. Whether it's intentional or not, they made their bed. So that is the White Sox TV side of things. I want you to hear how different this sounds on the Royals TV side of things. Ryan LaFever, Ryan LaFever got really fired up, which he doesn't do very often. And I'm a big fan of those two. But it sounds way different. <laughs> Polar opposite. That was an 86-mile-an-hour pitch. What? That is what? an 86-mile-an-hour pitch. What the? And the Royals would be lucky to keep Martin Maldonado in the game. At some point, at some point, the White Sox, who are angry right now, will go into their video room 
and they will see that the pitch was 86 miles an hour and even with the history that and someone's going to tell Tim Anderson eventually that that was an 86 mile an hour pitch not a fastball so when I listen to those two things back to back yeah there couldn't be any more different it is about as polar opposite as it could get and I want to start off by saying I don't really care if this was intentional that's not where my decision is going to come from here whether it was intentional and Glenn Sparkman on the Bad Royals decides, I'm, I'm coming at you, Tim Anderson. Whether that was his decision or if it went, oh, it's a humid night on the south side of Chicago, change up slips out of my hands. Because Tim Anderson got hit in the head, something had to have been done. Because, from the White Sox perspective, how can you let that slide? How, how could you let a player that has already been in all this drama with the same team from the same thing hitting him, and the first time he comes up, hit him in the head? Well, let me ask you this. Do you think before the game, Mark Carlson met with Ned Yost and Ricky? This is, this is the last game of the series. I'm just saying, well, I mean, they play 19 times during the year. But do you think this whole weekend he's gone before the game, they said, hey, well, I know the history between you guys. If somebody gets thrown at we're gonna throw we're gonna throw the pitcher out. I don't think you even need to have that conversation. Okay. I, I think it should just, just be known. The Royals hit Anderson the last time on purpose. Yeah, and that should have been the end of it. But then this happens, and now the whole can of worms is open. I personally don't think he was throwing at him. You you don't care. I, I, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I just and again, I think he probably was, but I'm not 100. percent Yeah, I just I don't think he was. The gospel according to Ned, Ned s- says it's ludicrous. He says he wasn't trying to hit him. He says he says we weren't even thinking about hitting Tim Anderson. That's what Ned I saw said today. He says we weren't even thinking about hitting. It's Tim real Ander- easy to he, say that. Yeah, he said, but but I in God in Ned we trust. You know, I'm a big Ned believer. So here's this argument for you, Steve. As I watch this, do you know what it makes the Royals look like? Clowns. Losers. Yeah. You know what losers do? They lose. Not only lose, but lose painfully. So this is a Royals team that has done nothing but lose all year long. They have not won a road series all year. They've only won like four road games all year, I think. Then, when you have Glenn Sparkman, who I think if you asked most Royals fans would not know who he is. Right. When you have this guy stepping up against a White Sox team that has kicked your butt all week, and you hit somebody in the head after all of this drama that has already happened, and then they're kind of crying wolf and saying, oh, we didn't mean it, it makes them look like losers. Okay. And this is what teams with a loser's mentality do. You fight back cheap shots. And I don't know if this is 100%, but they've done it already this year. When you have that loser's mentality. When you have the winner's mentality, if you think back to the game in Chicago where Giordano Ventura got in it with, I, I can't remember who it was, the, the little guy on the White Sox, the guy that Adam Eaton, was it him yeah, that he hit? Yeah, I think. When it was that, it felt more like Chicago was the losers and that they were they were ones that were involved in this, but that the Royals were winners. They were keeping themselves, at least I felt, at a little bit of a distance of this. I know Kelvin Herrera got in some drama with the guy from the A's, Lori, Brett Lori, is that his Jed name? Jed Lowry. Brett Lowry. Brett. Oh, Brett Lowry, yeah. It, so it, it was those two getting at it. And, and of course it happens, and unfortunately it's a part of baseball that's really stupid. It, it, now, I will agree. I, I, I have never understood 
if a guy hits a home run off of you, unless he, you know, you, you get him, get back at him by getting him out the next time. I've been thrown at at yeah. the plate before. When we well, play our rivals in high school, well, people they knew, threw at me. They knew you carried a big stick. That's right. That's right. I've been thrown at before. The mighty old lady and you, used to hawks. And, and you know what I enjoy more than anything? Getting a hit. Getting hit and then getting to walk down to first base. And then you did you rub it? No, no, you never rub it. You know, it's like what, there's no crying in baseball. You know what I enjoyed more than anything? Instead of going and hitting people and putting people on base, why don't you just strike the guy out? Why don't you just go up there and strike him okay, out? Okay, let me ask you this. The next time they play, should Chicago hit one of the Royals? Should? No. You should never. Why would you give up free bases? That That's well, just my mentality yeah. here. But will they? Do you think they will? I don't know. Uh, and part of it, it's got to stop it at some point. But from the Chicago perspective, and I think from the right perspective of this, Tim Anderson has been targeted by the Royals this year. Yeah. And if he gets hit in the head early on in the game, you think it means something? Well, he got back at him. He got the game-winning hit. That's right. So I mean, and that's how I'm not more of a get back. I'm more of a get even. Yeah. Just go do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. This is a baseball game. And it's Tim supposed Anderson, to be fun. Tim Anderson has now come out. He's never going to let it die. He's going to say, "I hate the Royals forever. I'm going to just make them pay. I'm going to take it to my grave." You know, he is going to. And make, that's the way I'd prefer this be. Yeah. Then okay, well, well I'm going to be the Royals. We're 18 and 38. Let's just start drilling. And the, them. And the problem was. It did fire up the Royals from the standpoint that they actually had a pulse last night. They were down 7-1. They had 15 hits and lost. Yeah, they got 15 hits and lost. Of course, their bullpen won. They lost all three games of the White Sox by one run, and they were all bullpen losses. I'm just not a fan of all of this old school, you've got to live by the unwritten rules. This is a new time of baseball. This is a time where people can be a little bit more excited. You can throw your bat if you hit a home run. You can talk a little smack. But I just, I wish that that would go away. And part of it is that there are still a lot of people with that mentality that are playing in baseball. And that that's been the standard for such a long time. Although I don't really want everybody to just hug each other and hold hands and Melky Melky Cabrera over at first base. HUD says there's no kumbaya in baseball. I'm not saying everybody's got to be best friends, but I just think all of this throwing at each other is stupid. It's stupid. Were you surprised Ryan Lefevre just would not let it go? Not really. Okay. Ryan Lefevre is old school. But he also tries, and his to, dad was a manager in the in the in the right. baseball for Seattle. Ryan Lefevre's pretty old school, but he also tends to recognize some things. I was a little bit surprised at how hard he was on it, and then I heard another clip of him later in the broadcast saying, "Hey, Hudler, hey, who? I think it was Monty up there with him. Can't you believe? Isn't it crazy that we've got all these safe spaces in baseball? I know. I it's heard not that about too. that. Yeah." They threw at a guy who has been thrown at all year long, and they expected nothing to be done of him. Yeah. The umpires know. The fans know. The players know. The coaches know. Well, Everybody knows. In the end, both teams are a bunch of losers because look at their records. They're not good. The Royals, they made themselves look like losers. Yeah. Sore losers. How about this, Steve? You're playing baseball out at the Little League Park in Independence. Sox high it. And your team, you're playing against the other guys from the other side of the tracks. And the other guys on the other side of the tracks are just 
kicking your teeth in. Yeah. They're hitting home runs left and right. That happened. You're a making lot errors over at third base. Year. Oh yeah. And you pick up the ball and say, "I'm done. This is my ball. We're leaving. We're done with you guys. <laughs> you guys are cheaters." That's what this feels like to me. I know you're a little more old school, and you say, "We got to get back. We got to get even." I just my whole thing was last. I just didn't feel like, honest to goodness, I did not. Especially Sparkman knew. The Royals had just basically played a doubleheader the day before. They needed innings out of him, and he should I mean, surely he knows if he would have intentionally thrown at him, he'd been thrown out. That bullpen, Jorge Lopez, who just got banished to the bullpen because he was 0-6 with an ERA of about 6.5, had just, they just announced he's in the bullpen for, you know, for the eternal future. And he had to come in, and, and actually after he, you know, gave up three runs right away, he, he pitched, I think, Four, four and a third. Five. Four, five shutout innings after that. Well, I know that it, people are going to say, well, was it intentional or was it not? I don't care. Well, you would, you, you well, can't my, hit that guy in the head. What would my Redbirds do, though? They would. Be Yachty good. Molina would probably just go fight a fan or kick somebody in the teeth. Yachty's a pro's pro. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that, all he, he's never fought anybody before. Yachty, Yachty is the man. But all I'm saying is it doesn't matter. If there's one person in all of Major League Baseball right now that the Royals cannot hit in the head, it's Tim Anderson. You're a professional pitcher, Glenn Sparkman. Don't okay, hit him in the head. Okay, now let me ask you this. If these these teams still have a ton of games to play, every, That's right. every time the rest of the year a guy gets hit, they're going to get thrown out of the game. That's what they're basically saying. It's different in other situations. If the bases are loaded and it's 0-2 and, and a curveball hits well, yeah. the guy's foot, then it slides. What if it's a 6-1 game in the ninth inning and somebody gets plunked? Then it, it all just depends on how, the how intent. Long, how long does it go? How long does this go, though? That's it, intends, it, it depends on the situation. Okay. Where if it is clearly an accident, then we let it slide. Yeah. But when you hit somebody in the head and you hear the sound and the guy's helmet's sitting there on the ground and he's standing there, the same guy that's been hit over and over again, you got to put a stop to it. You can't let it go on. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. How long do you put a stop? Until know? they stop hitting Tim Anderson every time they go to the <laughs> south side of Chicago. That's what's happened two for two this year. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, NBA Finals time. Steve is so excited. It's almost the month of June, and we've got a little more basketball coming up between the Raptors and the Warriors. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, are, are you excited for the finals beginning tonight? Do you not care? Are you indifferent? What, what are your thoughts getting ready for the Raptors and the Warriors? I look at it as it's just, um, let's see, how would I best put this? Uh, the inevitable is about to occur. The Warriors, fourth championship in five years. I don't see Toronto giving them that great a series. Why? Because Kawhi doesn't have enough to go with him. Uh, I'm sorry, Serge, Abaka, 
Yeah, but they just got done dismantling the Bucks after everybody was ready to say the Bucks might be the best team in the NBA oh, postseason. I, see, I didn't buy that at all. And and I just now Kawhi Leonard gives the Raptors, you know, a puncher's chance. They have home court advantage and Jurassic Park. Yeah, as they refer to that. It. You know, I predicted in my column today, I said go five. Just because Toronto has the home court, it may go six. But there is, I'll tell you, Steph Curry, it's almost like Steph Curry has been reborn. Getting Durant off the floor is just like made him a brand new. Uh, he's gone back to the Steph Curry before Durant. Well, I've given you those numbers in the last oh, yeah, couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, they're insane. Where they are way, way, way better when Kevin Durant does not play. And Steph Curry does You know what Kevin play. Durant ought to do? He ought to re-sign with the Warriors and just stick it to them. Say, you're stuck with me. You, you know, of course they can keep winning championships. But, you know, he, he could really – it's almost like the Warriors – all the talk you hear, it's like the Warriors want Kevin Durant to go away. I really believe that. I just get that feeling because, you know, Draymond Green doesn't like him very much. Steph, who knows what Steph thinks. Clay Thompson, he's thinking, ah, more shots for me with no Durant. Plus, it ups his value. I think Clay Thompson, he's up, you know, he's a free agent. Some team ought to just offer him the moon because he goes to some team where he can get more shots. He'll lead the NBA in scoring. He's he's maybe the best shooter after Steph Curry in the NBA. So this series begins tonight. Game one tonight in Toronto, north of the border. And then game two will also be in Toronto. That'll be on Sunday. And see, this is what I hate about the NBA Finals. And then they'll play on Wednesday and Friday of next week. I just, I hate all the the long time. That's why they drag this out to about the middle of June if the series goes the distance. And the NBA should be done to it me. It could potentially go to the 16th. To me, it should be done by the 1st of May. I'm sorry. NBA, the never-ending basketball association. So are you excited to watch, or are you just ready to go home and turn it on and hope it's over by the start of the fourth quarter? I'll tell you this. Game one will determine my interest level for the rest of the series. If Toronto wins game one, count me in. If if You want to know who's the favorite tonight? I'm sure Toronto is. By one? I'd take that action. Now, I, I know what they're saying. The Warriors haven't played in, like, what, nine or ten it days? It has been a long time yeah, since they like played. Yeah, like nine or ten days, and they're going to be rusty. But uh, I don't know. Toronto might win. They that. haven't played since May 20th. Okay, and what's the day? Today's the 30th, so they haven't played in ten days. That's a long time. That is. But they were playing at an extremely high and, level. And I wish the Warriors – Kevin Durant's not going to play in this series. I think he's got something wrong with his Achilles. I really do. I just think – you know, it, it's an Achilles injury. He has no chance to play. Now, Boogie, Boogie Cousins. Your favorite player. Oh, yeah, I like Boogie. And who knows? He They keep saying that he might play. They watched him practicing. I don't know why he wouldn't play. So you're going to watch. Maybe won't be excited. I'll be excited for Are game one. Are you rooting for the Raptors? Oh, yeah. You, you, you will Fred be pulling for Kawhi. And Fred Van Vliet. I'm not going to say I'm rooting for the Warriors. But I really like watching them play. I like watching them play, but I don't like Draymond Green. See, I, I do. I like the way he plays. I think some of his talking annoys me at officials. I'm not a big fan of barking at officials. No. But I really enjoy that team. And so I would like this series to go on and as I'm long as possible. And I'm curious to see who the officiating crew will be. Because, you know, it's I'm not. the best of the... Oh, I, I'm a... Scott Foster, friend of my boy Craig here in town, 
he and Scott Foster are buddies. I'm sure he's got a chance to be in that pool official. Tony Brothers, I'm sure, will be in there. Steve knows more about officials than Mike Callahan. most people should. Mike Callahan, he'll probably be there. Ed Malloy, he'll be there. Steve, how excited were you last night when you found out the news about Devon Dotson? I was, were you more excited about that or I, Xavier Sneed coming back at K-State? I was much more excited about Devon Dotson okay. coming back. Because Xavier Sneed's coming back to a K-State team that, quite frankly, is going to suffer next year, I think. What about Quentin Grimes? Now, this is very interesting. Quentin Grimes went to KU as a one-and-done player, and now it looks like he's going to be a three-and-done player because he's in the transfer protocol. Portal. Portal, whatever you want to call it. And he can't play next year. Right. I mean, then he has to play. He could play if he dropped out of class. Tell him to come to Mac College. Sure. TJ would take him. I think TJ would take him. Yeah, he probably couldn't shoot for TJ either. (laughs) Couldn't shoot for KU. But he got out of KU because of the bad vibe. I mean, and I'll be that honest. That did not work the K- whole time. KU fans should be a little ashamed of themselves. Is that you included? Me included. I think you've written some sell-on-sports columns ripping him. Well, I didn't rip him per oh, se. I, I, <laughs> I don't think I ripped him. I, I think... You just saved all that ripping for when the cameras were off and, and the mics were off. And, right. the, and the pen was down from writing. Right. But Quentin Grimes... I've heard you mutter some four-letter words about Quentin Quentin Grimes, Grimes said... When he pulled his name out, I got to go somewhere where I can be a point guard. He says, that's what I'm going to be in the NBA. And when he learned Devon Dot, had Devon Dotson gone NBA, I think Quentin Grimes comes back. That's my take. That's my pistol hot take. I knew he wasn't coming back. Oh, I didn't. There, there was no chance. No. The he fa- couldn't. The, yeah, the vibe was too bad. The fans were too unmerciful. And they loved their Jayhawks, but they got the chicken littles that just go overboard. And, you know, that faction of KU the fans. The sky is falling. That's right. Steve was a part of that about a month ago, and now he's all back aboard the bandwagon. He's going, Yadoka Azabuki, well, no, Silvio DeSosa. No one's going to beat Memphis. Devon Dotson. How does anybody beat Memphis? They've recruited like seven of the top ten players in the country. Good luck, Wichita State. Yeah. Penny Hardaway. What's he? Do- what's Penny really done to deserve all these great players? He's not proven himself as a coach. He played with Shaq 25 years ago. Yeah, had little Penny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve, let's take one more break. I've got one more item of discussion with you, and we'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, I've got a question for you. I have an answer. Do you think that Major League Baseball, in their stadiums, should put up netting surrounding the playing field? Especially in some of those hot zones where a lot of line drives will be coming in hot off the bat. Did you see what happened last I night? That. I felt bad for the guy for the Cubs and even worse for the kid that got hit. Well, yeah, I would think you would feel worse for the person that was hit. They were at Minute Maid Park, Albert Almora. Junior. Yes. He rips a foul ball, and you could see immediately the cameras were on him that it hit a fan. Little kid in the front row. Yeah, little kid. And 
it's a scary moment when that happens because for a lot of places, they have begun to put netting in behind the dugouts, extending it a little further than what it had been for a long time, where in a lot of places there was no protection for people that were potentially 60 feet away and right. and right there in the danger zone. Are you against netting being put up in some of those hot zones? No. So you're for it? I'm for it. I kind of figured you'd be on the opposite end. No, I am for it. I'll be honest with you. I went to a game at Milwaukee last year when I was on my trip. We were in the second row. Of course, the netting in front of us didn't bother me at all. But if it saves, it potentially saves one person's life, it's worth it to me. It could potentially save more than that a year. Yeah. It could, it oh, could be def- one or two oh, a year. Oh, yeah. There's, a, there's some rocket shots, especially, you know, as bad as the pitching is right now and as good as the hitters are. I mean, you see the exit velocity. Hunter Dozier last night hit a ball that was like 118 miles an hour. If that hits somebody upside the head, kill them. And it's not just a baseball flying Kansas into the City. Stands. Kansas City is putting netting up. That they, they've extended theirs a little further, and they right. were some of the first to do it. But it could be a, a bat. Imagine if one of those players lets a bat slide. And if a bat splinters. Right. I mean, that could... And that happened in Boston yeah. a couple years ago. I just I just think if one person is saved from injury, then it's worth it. I'm, I just don't think you should have to go to a sporting event... And worry about your life. And have to sit there and be 100% focused the entire time. Because let's face it, people are not 100% focused all when the time. When I went to Milwaukee last year, I'd say 98% of the people, or 99.7% of the people were on their cell phones probably 60% of the game. And you're a part of the 0.3% that sat there with your scorecard in hand and your pen and your paper. No, that was front row Amy. Oh, that's true. I was in the second row behind front row Amy. I, I just don't think you should have to be required to sit there and be ready to go. And the other thing, too, is it doesn't matter if you're ready to go. You could have a glove on. You could have a chest protector on. Sure. You could have armor up and down your arms. Why did you think I wouldn't be for this? I don't know. It just felt like you'd be one of those people that would say, oh, well, keep those nets out of there. Tell those people to get no. off their dang phones. No, I, I'm, I'm all for fan safety. I, I just really think we should make that move. I look out for the people. We being Major League Baseball. I look out for the people. In Japan, they instituted this a long time ago. Yeah. And the only argument that you'll get, if you meet a season ticket holder that sits behind the dugout, they hate hate those nets really because they think it takes away part of their experience not because they can't see but it's because there used to be that engagement with players but if you sit behind home plate well not behind home plate but behind dugouts okay and and maybe up the line a little bit further if you're in the front row you get a lot of engagement with players and not that you're just trying to get free stuff all the time but that happens and some of that engagement goes away mel stottlemyre gave me a baseball 1969 or 1970. Municipal Stadium? Uh, Yeah. Municipal Stadium. You ever been to... Did you ever go to Royal oh, Stadium? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, when I lived in Lawrence... I know you've never been to Bush Stadium. My my, uh, my senior year at KU, Vince Burke's dad was the general manager of the Royals, and what we had was a big basket, complimentary tickets. Every I mean, whoever just wanted a ticket went to the basket and got a ticket. And that's when the Royals were really good. You have to remember that. That's true. They were real good. Then. But you've never been to Bush Stadium. No. What about Old Bush? No. I've been to, I've been to both. I went to the Astrodome. Ooh. I went to Anaheim. I've been next to the Astrodome. I went to the Anaheim Stadium out in 
The old one or the new one? The old one. Okay. I went there. Where else? And I've been to Milwaukee. Hey, there you go. So I've You're been... an adventuring man. Oh, I'm adventurous. All right, Steve. Tomorrow on the show, I think we can talk a little pipeliners because they get their season going. I think we'll hear from Coach Dawson. We'll also have some Friday trivia. We'll oh, be yeah. feeling good. Oh, yeah. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sal, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well, I guess this is